leaders, you're listening to the Leading Her Way podcast, where you learn how to use your feminine strengths to think, act, and become the executive leader you've always wanted to be, while laughing, loving, and living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Dr. Nicole Bryan. I built my career from the streets of Brooklyn to the boardroom as a three-time Fortune 500 executive. Welcome to this shared space designed just for us to openly discuss topics at the intersection of leadership and womanhood that will help you grow your career and lead boldly. All right, let's get this conversation started. Hi, Lady Leader, and welcome to episode 15 of the Leading Her Way podcast. I am extremely excited to be here with you today for a couple of different reasons. The first of which is that we're actually at episode 15. Now, for most people, that might not be a big deal, but for me, it really is because I first envisioned starting a podcast over 10 years ago, and it took me that long to figure out what I wanted to talk about, like what my podcast could be about, how I could best use it to serve you and others in my community, and frankly, to find the time and energy to be able to do it. And now we are at episode 15. And not only are we at episode 15, but more recently, you have asked me for even more episodes. So if you're new here, or maybe you don't listen on a regular basis, up until now, we have been publishing episodes every other week. So every other Wednesday, we drop a new episode. But this month, you guys specifically asked me to increase the frequency. So from now on, you will be receiving a new episode or new episodes will be dropping every Wednesday instead of every other Wednesday. So if you don't already subscribe to the podcast, go ahead and hit that subscription button. And if you haven't already left us a review, then make sure you do that as well. You can find the button to review, which is it's not always easy to find on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. But if you go to today's show notes, you will see one link that you can click to leave a review, a five-star review for us, and let us know what you think about the episode. Okay, the second reason I'm excited about being here with you today is because it's been snowing very regularly for the past week here on the East Coast in the United States. And so we've had actually a couple of snow days where we were just stuck inside the house. But today the sun is shining. And so as I'm here talking to you, the sun is streaming into the sunlight is streaming into my office and my spirits are just high because we're at episode 15 and the sun is shining outside. And I hope that wherever you are today, the sun is also shining. Okay, so let's jump right into today's topic, which is the importance of having a career strategy, particularly if you are an introverted woman leader. Now, some would say that this, this topic is not sexy, and I completely disagree. If you are anything like me, you love strategy. You spend a lot of your time and energy putting together strategies for the company that you work for and executing those strategies. However, you probably don't apply that same strategy first approach 
to building your career. And as a result, you may find yourself feeling stuck. You may find yourself unsure about what your next step should be, or you may find yourself frustrated overall with how slow your movement may be as you try to get to the top. Because those are just a few of the existing complications and consequences when you don't have an executive career strategy. I think the best way to illustrate this is to tell you a story about the second house that I purchased. So the second house that I purchased, I was really, really looking for a home. I knew I wanted to be in this place for a while. And because pre- prior to that, I had been moving around quite a bit and changing uh, addresses t- way too often for my liking. So when I was going to purchase this home, I really, really wanted some place that felt comfortable that I could spend a lot of time in because as an introvert, I just wanted to be in my house all the time. And someplace that I knew would provide me with, you know, stability, it be exciting, but still provide me with stability. And so I found this house that had been on the market for quite some time. And in my gut, I said, I questioned myself saying, you know, this is, I like the house, but why has it been on the market so long? Because to me, that's, that's a red flag, right? So um, I went to see the house. Inside of this house was absolutely gorgeous. The hardwood floors, the kitchen countertops, the vaulted ceiling, the skylight. Uh, it had three levels and all three levels of the home were finished. Had a complete basement that was more like a family room. Like inside this house was everything I didn't even know I wanted. And outside looked decent as well. But I remember when I got it inspected, I got a referral to, for an inspector to do the inspection for me. And he gave me some, you know, preca- he went through, gave me a couple of precautions, um, told me about some things in the infrastructure that I needed to kind of look out for, but it passed inspection. I asked a lot of questions of the realtors in terms of why the, it was um, on the market for so long. I actually met the former owners. Uh, so I did all my due diligence and I bought the house. I mean, I loved, love, loved this house. So I purchased the house and maybe the first week I was in that house, the basement had a slight flood. So nothing, it didn't damage anything, but water was rising. And I remember feeling very, very anxious that it was actually going to overflow into my um, living, living area. It didn't, right? But then other things started to happen. Now, all this time, maybe like the first, you know, six months, I am loving being inside this house. I am enjoying setting up my space. The experience of being there was things that, you know, it was, it was fantastic. It was, I, I had accomplished being in the home that I had wanted. All the feelings that I wanted to experience, I was actually experiencing. But every once in a while, some little thing would pop up, whether it was um, the electricity having some issues. Um, there was a tree outside the f- in the front yard where the roots 
were starting to grow into the pipe. Um, you know, we had that little almost flood incident. So every month or so, month or two, there was some incident that gave me pause to question, hmm, did I make the right decision in buying this house? I share all that to, and then I find out that the infrastructure, the foundation of the home had cracks in it, right? Um, so if you know anything about having a house, if the foundation is cracked or if there's anything wrong with the foundation, then you start to feel over time that the, the cracks in the foundation will bring other issues into the house. So maybe it will be things about like water kind of coming up through, through the basement or the foundation. Uh, you may see cracks in the walls in the home over time because the foundation is not secure. So there are consequences over time when you have a unstable foundation. To me, it's very similar to what we're talking about here today in terms of having a career strategy. Can you have a fulfilling career on a day-to-day basis when you don't have a career strategy? Absolutely you can. If you're going in every day, you enjoy the work, uh, you enjoy your team, yes, you will feel on a day-to-day basis, you will feel perfectly fine. But when you have higher aspirations to get to the executive level, without having that foundation of a career strategy, you will not be able to move. You will not be able to um, ascend to the heights, take your career to the heights that you want to. Why? Because the foundation is cracked. Why? Because you don't have a career strategy. The career strategy or your executive career strategy is not just where you want to be or the, the job, the next job that you want, the next position you want to get into. It is a much bigger, a more comprehensive view of not just what you want to accomplish, but how you want to accomplish it as well. And without that, it is very difficult to know which, which step should be your next step. It's very difficult for you to be able to measure success. It's very difficult for you to continuously move of your own accord, not your company's accord, not your boss's accord, but of your own accord. And so when I think about my house where the foundation was cracked, Every day I was going into that home and on the surface, it looked fine, except for these little once in a while issues that would pop up to indicate to me, and they were indicators that something was not right and indicators that if I didn't fix that foundation sooner versus later, the problems that were happening once in a while would become more frequent, which they did by the way. If I think about that in terms of a career strategy, without the career strategy on a day-to-day basis, going to work, getting work done, delivering for the organization, taking care of your team, all of that will work just fine. But once in a while, you will feel the pain of not having the executive career strategy in place. You will 
for example, see someone else getting promoted uh, above you, that is a little indication that something is not right. You will um, not feel like you know what your next step is going to be. That's another little indication that that feels like something is not right. You will feel like you are stagnant in terms of your earning potential. Another indication that feels like something is not right. So once those little things will start to pop up until they become, they either pop up more frequently or they become so acute that it feels truly problematic, that it it overtakes your joy of being in the role and delivering the results and being with your team. So if you are experiencing any of those little cracks, right? in your career, maybe they're little, they're little, you you know, you think about it once a month or once every couple of weeks, but they're not necessarily overpowering you at this point. Now's the time for you to put a career strategy in place for yourself before it becomes acute. And if it is feeling acute for you, meaning like you are always thinking about at this point in time, you're always thinking about, what's what's coming next for you, how are you gonna get there, then it is also time for you to pause and put an executive career strategy in place for yourself because that is what you will be able to build on. Now, having said that, I hope that analogy makes sense for you. It made sense for me, probably because I've lived through <laughs> the, uh, uh, you know, in, in hindsight, the trauma of, being in a home with a cracked foundation. I've also lived through what I deem my own trauma of not having a career strategy in place earlier on in my career. And so I'm hoping that that resonated for you, um, whether you're a homeowner or, or not a homeowner. But let's talk then about career strategy, right? What are we talking about? I think many people will misunderstand what a career strategy is. So I think I want to make sure that we are clear on what a career strategy is versus what a career strategy is not. So a career strategy is not career clarity. Career clarity is a term that's used to describe the decision you make about which career or which career path to pursue. We're not talking about career clarity here because you've already decided that you want to get to the executive suite. You, that's something you, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you haven't already decided that for yourself. If you wanted to become a senior leader or get to the executive suite. A career strategy is also not a career plan. And this is a common error that many will jump to a career plan or try to jump directly to a career plan, but it's a premature move, which usually leads to career mistakes, career detours, and career stalls. So a career strategy is not a career plan. When you think about a career strategy, it is not only answering the question of what you ultimately want from your career, but it also answers how you plan to get there and who you're going to be and become to do it and which milestones you'll encounter along the way. So you see what I mean by being really comprehensive? It's not just about what is the role, the ultimate role you want to be in. 
It's all those. It's the what, the why, the how, and the milestones along the way. So you can see how having a career strategy is foundational to securing a senior leader or executive level position. Because getting to that level of decision-making and responsibility and authority in any organization does not happen by chance. Trying to get to the executive level without a career strategy is literally like living in a house with cracks in the foundation. And it's why we spend the first couple of weeks in the On Her Rise program focusing on establishing an executive career strategy for you. Now, I've mentioned my On Her Rise group mentorship and coaching program here before, and I'm actually opening doors to enrollment for this program in late February of 2024. If you are interested in learning more about the program, and or joining the program, then you will want to sign up for the free masterclass that I'm having, how to get promoted to the executive level using your introverted superpowers. That is being hosted on February 22nd. It's completely free and I'm sharing the same methodology that I use to get promoted four times to the executive level with you as well. You can sign up for the free masterclass at www.thechangedoc.com forward slash promotion masterclass. Again, that's www.thechangedoc.com forward slash promotion masterclass. Now, if you're interested in starting to put together an executive career strategy on your own, there are four questions you should consider. The first question is, What's your ultimate career vision? Most people will think of this in terms of the ultimate role that they want to be in. And that is one part of it, but that's not the only part of it. The other things you should be considering is what does that actually feel like? Meaning not just the role that you wanna be in, but also the type of work environment, the type of impact you want to have. These are literally things that you should be able to see in your mind's eye because without that vision, which is literally the North Star of your career strategy, but without knowing where you're trying to get to, it's very difficult to actually get there. So it's almost like without knowing where, what to put in your GPS, you're not gonna be able to get the directions to actually land there, right? To actually arrive at that destination. So when you think about the career vision, it's not just a job title that you are looking at, it's everything that kind of encompasses that role, that ultimate position that you're hoping to get to. The second question that you should be asking yourself is what does success look like for you? There are so many of us that are going through our day-to-day responsibilities without actually considering what the definition of success is for ourselves. We tend to just play into what society says is successful or maybe what our boss says success looks like or sometimes what the organization 
says success looks like and gives us rewards for. But that's a very reactive way of pursuing your career goals. What you should be thinking about is being more proactive and defining success for yourself. Maybe success looks like for you buying a second home. Maybe success looks like for you having more flexibility throughout your day or throughout your week. Maybe success looks like for you being able to get more help at home, right? It could be a variety of different things. I know I have friends who success looks like for them being able to travel every other month to a different country. It could be whatever it is. For me, success looks like being able to go to yoga five times a week. And I'm saying that tongue in cheek, but it is actually true. Having the flexibility in my schedule to be able to go to hot yoga multiple times a week is extremely important for me. So whatever success looks like for you is number two, the second question that you should be answering. The third question to answer is, who do you want to be along the journey? This is really important to think about upfront because it will dictate your behavior along the way to you accomplishing your goals. Who you want to be is another way of saying your personal leadership brand. This is about the values you wanna uphold throughout your career and as you grow into higher levels of leadership. It's about how you want others to perceive you, what kind of reputation you want to establish for yourself, and what synonyms will be used to talk about you when you are in the room as well as when you're not in the room. Who you want to be and making putting a stake in the ground around that is extremely important because we all know how easy it is to lose ourselves as we become part of a deeper part of the organizations that we work for. You have seen leaders, I have seen leaders, who as they move up in their careers, they turn into a totally different person. And it's not usually positive. The way to counteract that for yourself, particularly if you value who you are and you don't want anyone or anything to change that, is to deliberately decide who it is you want to be and who you want to show up as your representative every day at work, regardless to what your job title is, regardless to how big or small your team is. That is very important. And then the fourth question you would like to ask yourself is, what are the most effective levers you can pull that will help you make your career vision a career reality? And by career levels, I'm talking about resources and tools. So it could be things like your network, right? That is a resource that is available to you if you put in the work to build a strong network. Most of us as introverts will automatically go towards things or resources, tools, levers that only require input from ourselves. So it is very common for us as introverts to automatically think about, I'm going to take a course or I'm going to go for a certification. But as the higher you move up in leadership, the truth of the matter is certifications and courses 
aren't necessarily what is going to get you recognized for your leadership contributions. It's actually more experiences and other people, your relationships with other people within the organization that will allow the more senior leaders to recognize your contributions. And so knowing what levers you can pull is a huge part of having a career strategy. Okay, so let's recap the four questions to answer if you want to get started on your executive career strategy. The first is, what's your ultimate career vision? The second, what does success look like for you as defined by you? The third is, who do you want to be? Or in other words, What is your personal leadership brand? And the fourth, what are the most effective levers you can pull that will help you make your career vision a career reality? I'm hoping that at this point you can see why I am so passionate about each and every introverted woman leader that I work with and I have the pleasure of speaking to why it's so important that they have a career strategy in place. Your career strategy doesn't have to be complex, but it does have to be specific and it does have to be deliberate because waiting and wishing, neither one of those two things are career strategies. And waiting nor wishing will get you into the executive seat that you want to be in. Without an executive career strategy, your progression will, and advancement will stall. It will feel like you are stuck. It will feel like you are underappreciated and overlooked. It will feel sometimes like you are lost. But with an executive career strategy, you know exactly where you're going, how you wanna get there, who you want to be along the journey. And that makes such a difference. So lady leader, if you want to learn more about building an executive career strategy, and you're interested in learning more about the On Her Rise group mentorship and coaching program, then definitely sign up for the free masterclass, how to get promoted to the executive suite using your introvert superpowers, which is going to be February 22nd, at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can sign up at www.thechangedoc.com forward slash promotion masterclass. Now go slay and we'll meet right back here next week. Take care. That's a wrap for this episode of Leading Her Way. Thanks for tuning in. If you have thoughts, questions, or ideas for future topics, connect and send me a message on LinkedIn. And if you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe and please take a minute to write a quick review on Apple Podcasts. Your review will help spread the word to other ambitious females so they know they're not alone and that this podcast is a community of support for all of us leading her way to the top. Remember, your leadership is needed. Your leadership is powerful. So lead boldly. Until next time.